Hello, my name is Gary Shotton, and we're glad to have you here as a part of Inspiring Better Business. Today we're going to talk about the subject of funding and emergency. Now, we have discussions with uh, small groups or small clubs in East Africa, and this uh, topic comes as a result of some of the tough questions that they ask us. And we try to give them honest answers and some help, and I think it'll be helpful to anyone listening. The question was posed like this. We have a lot of small businesses getting started, and inevitably they're setting aside a little spare cash, a little extra money, and some emergency comes and it wipes out their cash, and they're starting all over. They're very discouraged. That could happen anywhere. And so after a brief discussion, we uh, presented these ideas, and we hope they'll be helpful to you as well. First of all, the uh, right thing to do is start saving a little money, putting aside a little extra, making sure you're putting away something for those uh, hiccups or those setbacks or those issues. And, you know, that's going to be hard at first. We know that. I owned a small business. I started a horse, with a horse trader, pulled behind my car, moving furniture. And, man, would that happen. We would be going along fine, and then something little would happen, and it would wipe out my little extra. That's probably going to happen. But let's make sure we learn a lesson from it. Let's learn how to deal with that. First of all, I'd like to separate the emergencies into two groups. One is my emergencies, the emergencies that I have control on, the emergencies that are directly affecting me and my business. And number two, those emergencies that come from other people. They come knocking on your door. They come uh, approach you and say, I have an emergency and I need some money. Can you help me out? Let's deal with number one first. Well, as you're rolling along in life, uh, you're pretty well uh, committed, and these audios and these teachings are committed to help you teach how to get and operate a business from a small basis and grow it into something substantial. And along the way, we're going to talk about all kinds of things that are related to doing good business. So the first step, you've got to be able and be committed to doing good business. And a part of that, like I said, is to set aside some savings, something in the reserve, something that's intangible, something that you're not going to be uh, pulling out of all the time. Uh, in banking terms, they call it a line of credit, that you have a line of credit. And, and that credit is there to handle those emergencies. And the uh, emergencies can go up and down, and you should see that line of credit go up and down. In other words, you might have a little emergency, and you draw from that, but then you better put it back. Uh, a banker doesn't want to see a, a, an individual in America to get a line of credit, and it caps to the top, and then it never changes, it never comes down. That's not a line of, of, of credit. That's actually a loan, and they want you to put that into a, a, a package so that you're going to pay that off over time on regular payments. Well, when the emergencies come, I suggest this. It's going to be tough. You're going to have to decide inside your own. You're probably going to have to pull that money out if it's your own emergency. And the, the, the reality is you need to look deeper than just the emergency. Don't get into a cycle, into a system of just going through this over and over again. Because if you look deep, you're going to have to ask yourself, why did I have the emergency? What caused the emergency? What, what am I going to learn from this so that if I have to pull my funds out one time, bail myself out, and go on, then I don't want to do that again. Here's some things that could happen. 
you could have started too large. And now you've gotten so big and so grown so fast, it inevitably will create a cash flow emergency. And there's the lesson learned. When you're in that spot and you see that, don't get bigger. Sometimes people even think, I'll, I'll grow out of this. That's not going to happen. Step back, trim back, cut something. In the stock market, people know that when a company's in trouble, they have to cut back. They don't get bigger. They don't combine themselves with somebody else. They cut back. So cut back if that's your problem. If you tried to grow too fast, which is a good principle, is grow slow, step by step, cut back. So in other words, the emergency taught you a lesson. And the lesson was there, and you better learn the lesson by paying the tuition that you, to learn that lesson that you didn't learn from the, from the start. You might have other emergencies that face you. And, and as those emergencies come, you've got to be honest with yourself. Maybe the emergency is uh, along the line of a product failed. You, 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 you introduced something new or you experimented in something, in something new. Well, did you do your research? There's the issue. Root out the issue. You didn't do your research on that new line. You thought it was good, but you got, you got moved on something that wasn't good for you. And so, again, you might have to cut that off. You might have to go admit it, say, I made a mistake, drop that idea. But for sure, the next time, don't be so quick to, to branch off into something else. Maybe the emergency is, a, is a, a maintenance on your vehicles. You have an engine go bad. Uh, and the engine uh, went bad, and, and it was because you weren't checking the oil. You weren't maintaining the equipment well. So I hope you see that you could go back and say, I made a mistake there. I need to do better maintenance on my, my vehicle. Almost every emergency has a source cause. And if you'll go down to that source cause and figure out what really caused the problem, then I think you'll have less emergencies. You might have emergencies, but you'll have less emergencies. And you'll be able to overcome them more quickly. Well, let's move to point number two. That ever so present, especially in East Africa, request for funds. You have a business and somebody knows you have a business and they hear you are doing well and pretty soon there's a pathway to your door asking for money, asking for money. And the same thing applies. You can help these people that are asking for money many times by saying no. No, I'm not going to help you in this. You needed to have done something different to start with. You need to do what I'm doing and you need to be learning what's causing this emergency and dealing with it. You see a lot of people, they'll, they'll waste their money or do things with money uh, foolishly uh, knowing that, hey, uncle's, Uncle Gary will help me out. I had that happen. I had a worker in my, in my shop that, that uh, he asked for a loan. We gave it a loan to him. And, and then here comes Christmas, and, and he asked for a loan again. I said, our loans aren't for Christmas. Our loans are very limited for things that are really critical, and then they're only limited one or two times. And I said, no. And it was, oh, he was really upset with me. And his words were, well, I thought you had my back. No, I'm trying to help you. You need to do something different with your funds in order to not find yourself in that spot. And again, if you be become known that the one that's always going to bail people out, you don't have enough money to bail everybody out that has a problem. And the problems will grow bigger and they'll take more risk. Teach them that they need to go back and look at what caused the problem and fix that. 
Now, just a little tip. There's a times that I've had people really ask me for a loan. See, I'm, I'm not a loan giver. See, if I'm a loan giver, then I'm actually a banker. And I have actually opened a new business. And I don't know much, much about banking. I'm not a good banker because I'm not very good at looking at the numbers and collecting. When I'm late on a payment, my banker calls me the next morning. And I, well, I'm not good at that. That's what a banker does. So basically, you do not want to become a banker. And I suggest you don't loan money. When you do, you're take, taking a rig, big risk of losing a friend. I have done this. Somebody needed something for like a, a, a purchase of something. And they need like $2,000 to make this purchase. I, don't, I can't loan you $2,000. But what I can do is write you a check or give you $50 or $100 and say, this is not a loan. This is a gift. I want you to know I'm behind you 100%. Do not pay it back. And consider this seed money for you and the needs that you have, and you'll figure out a way. See, I'm not God. I'm not your supply. I'm not your source. You need to be searching and seeking God's help in this. One last one. It seems that East Africa has a culture of rolling out lots of money for a wedding. And it seems that everybody expects that. When, Joe, when, when whoever has a wedding, especially the man, then all the people, give him money for the wedding. Boy, I think that's kind of a foolish, foolish culture. I think that might need to be changed. Now, that's just my opinion. I'm not in that culture. But, you know, if I have the attitude that I gave my little bit of money to help somebody else with their wedding, then when I'm going to have my wedding, I want a really big wedding. I want a good wedding. I want a lot of people to give me a lot of money. Man, think about it. That's money going down the tube. The only person gaining there is the people supplying the supplies for the weddings. Well, think about it. Maybe that wedding doesn't need to be that expensive. I'm not trying to be a, a, a Scrooge here, but maybe you could cut back on the wedding and maybe you could uh, get by. It's just one day. Okay, I'm off on my uh, little tangent there, but I hope these things help you. I hope this is a benefit to you. I hope you'll be blessed by these lessons on inspiring better business. How do you fund an emergency? I think you can.